0: Running up the score. You're listening to the running up the score podcast. Now here's your host, Jerry Napoleonello. All right. We're going to shoot right into our power rankings here. Um, You know, we skipped a week. I did do my power rankings. Didn't get to post them. So, when I do post these, you'll see the up and down. Uh, there's a difference in in terms of, you know, who went up, who went down, this, that, whatever. So, here we go. Uh, you know, I, I finally made the change that pissed everybody off. Because I felt like I had to. So, and it, it really kills me to do it. But my power rankings, after week 13... Number 10 is the Baltimore Ravens. Although, I think this will be the last week that they are in my top 10. You know, they they lose Lamar Jackson to a sprained MCL. He's looked at as week-to-week. Week. Um, their remaining schedule is Pittsburgh at Cle- – well, at Pittsburgh – at Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and at Cincinnati. Um, You know, I've, I've heard people say that he should just call it a season uh, and just sit out. Uh, he has definitely, I mean, he started off the season as an MVP candidate. And lately, he just hasn't been playing well. The offense hasn't been playing well. The whole team really hasn't been playing well. So, you know, even though they are tied with Cincinnati, I I think they're the where Cincinnati is compared to where Baltimore is, there's a huge gap now. I feel in my in my head. Um so number nine, I have the Tennessee Titans, although they just got the, their brakes broke off, you know, basically Blown right off by the Eagles, and I'm going to get into the the Titans after I do this. But the Baltimore, uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans, they have Jacksonville home. They have they're at the Los Angeles Chargers. They're home against Houston, home against Dallas, and at Jacksonville. Although I don't think Jacksonville is as easy as you know one would think. Jacksonville obviously it's a division game so you know they're going to give them you know a little run for their money um I I wouldn't say it's a tough rest of their schedule but I mean I could see I could see the way that Tennessee's been playing lately I could see it being you know uh a struggle fest to say the least so they're my number nine team number eight team big drop Miami Dolphins uh they also got their breaks blown off by the 49ers with a third string quarterback um that's that's really all I have to say about that number seven is the San Francisco 49ers that team that had their third string quarterback uh play basically he played Basically, the whole game. Um, so I don't know what to think with with San Francisco. To me, they're—I mean, people uh, like are putting them like number three in the league. I mean, that's a little crazy, but their defense is great. They have a very good defense, and I said in the beginning of the season. This is a team that has a Super Bowl roster. They absolutely do. I changed my tune when Trey Lance got hurt because I know what Jimmy Garoppolo is all about. Now that Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt, it's definitely interesting. I will say that. Number six, the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals are hitting their... Stride And I'm going to give a little bit more info On the Cincinnati Bengals But Cincinnati Bengals are hitting their stride And they're going to be a tough team The rest of the season Number 5 The Minnesota Vikings After the loss to the Cowboys They have come back 1-2 straight They're 10-2 and two, uh, And the rest of their schedule Is pretty damn easy uh, They are looking at At Detroit Home against Indy Home against the Giants At Green Bay At Chicago Number four is the Dallas Cowboys Nine and three They literally went into the fourth quarter Leading the Colts 21 to 19 When the triple zeros hit The score was 54 to 19 The Dallas Cowboys Are that team Number three is the Buffalo Bills, 9-3. and three. Number two is the Kansas City Chiefs, 9-3. and three. And number one, everybody's been waiting for it. I know, I know. The Philadelphia Eagles. Now, really the only reason why the Philadelphia Eagles were put into my number one spot was because I felt I had to. The Kansas City Chiefs just lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Buffalo Bills, prior to these last two or three games, they lost two straight. I can't keep putting these two teams over a team that just keeps winning. The Philadelphia Eagles win another one. This has been the more impressive win as of late. They haven't impressed me all season. The game against Tennessee, to be honest with you, I don't think Tennessee is that good. So it's not crazy impressive. It doesn't really have me at all that the Philadelphia Eagles were able to do that at home. So, again, this is basically because I felt I had to. And I don't even care if I upset you with that ex- explanation. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, it's just you know because I felt I had to. And if Philadelphia loses a game prior to the Cowboy game, if they lose to the Giants, if they lose to the Chicago Bears, if they lose to New Orleans, if they win lose again to the Giants one of those games i can guarantee you the philadelphia eagles are going to drop under my top 5 one game i don't give a crap because that's that's how i feel about the eagles it's really that's that's what it comes down to i i you know i really just don't think the eagles are that good i i mean i don't know what else to tell you um and i'm going to say that Till you know the cows come home I don't care This team is Just a very Gimmicky team And I think Once a team figures out Their Offense and I I feel as though That would be a division Team Or you know another team That just matches up well against Them Um You know then I just That's That's when I could see them going down Um, The interesting news Prior to me going live Was uh, the Rams Claiming Baker Mayfield Uh, I think that Shows you what's going on With um, Matt Stafford It looks like he'll sit out the rest of the season Matt Stafford um, To be totally Honest with you I don't know I don't know if we see him again for the rest of his career to be honest with you. I think I think this might be it. Because I you know, I read an article um I guess uh Stafford's wife was on a podcast or it's her podcast or something. I I think it's I think her and Matt have one or however it is. She was on a podcast and talking about You know retirement, and she doesn't think that he's ready for it. Though she wants him to be ready for it, and we know how um, influential players' wives, or just men altogether, how influential wives are to men. Basically, you know, whatever they say goes that that's rule. Number one, uh, before getting married, you have to know that. Uh, so to me, you know, I, I just were, we saw it, we saw what happened with Tom Brady and Giselle, you know, I, I, I don't think that was a hundred percent what the deal was that he just kept coming back to play, but I think that played a role. But in terms of Matt Stafford, you know, he's concussions have been a thing for him, Um, you know, and it's also, you know, he had it's not just a concussion. The dude's got a bruised spinal cord. And to be totally honest with you, in terms of what Matt Stafford's wife went through. With the brain surgeries and and what and what have you, I think it. I, I honestly feel as though this is the last of what we saw from Matt Stafford, and if he does come back, it's probably just for one more season. Because, also, we're seeing what the the Los Angeles Rams are they're not that super bowl team anymore and and we kind of i don't want to say we we saw this going to like we saw this happening what we're we're noticing with with the rams this season but it was you know they were all hands they they were they were all in going for this super bowl last year you know signing veterans and you know bringing guys in and You know, basically using up all of their their salary cap on, you know, big contracts. And now we're seeing the backlash of that. You know, between Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald, along with Matt Stafford, you know, it's it's going to be hard for them to rebuild in a quick manner. So, therefore, I, I just feel like for Matt Stafford, maybe it is time. Maybe it is time to just hang him up. But for one guy that just does not want to hang it up at all in any way, shape, or form, Tom Brady. Now, I've said this, you know, for the last three weeks, I guess, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this is a team that i feel as though is it's they're going to be there you know as crappy of a season as they have have had they're a team that they're in the worst division in the the league or at least close to the afc south the nfc south being this basically the same prior to this game yesterday. The a- the NFC South didn't have a team over 500. So Tampa Bay, although having a crappy season is in first place and is going to host a playoff team, a playoff game against a team that will probably have, Five more wins So This is like This is perfect for Tom Brady But uh, you know going into this Monday night game I was watching the game They the, the Bucks Had a really really good First drive Yet they couldn't score They ended up kicking a field goal They drove right down the field I think it was like 16 plays It was like the perfect drive for them They were doing everything. They were running the ball, uh, passing the ball short. You know, he had a couple of, you know, 10-yard passes or whatever. And then something changed. Um, New Orleans started getting pressure on on Tom Brady. And it was just like a stalemate, you know. And the the Saints obviously take, you know, a big lead, 16-3. I mean that they took that to like the five minute mark in the fourth quarter. So there's been, you know, a bunch. You know, obviously the hindsight of that game uh, was Mark Ingram catching uh, a pass in the flat, literally could have went for the first down and would have iced the game basically, and he ran out of bounds made it a third and short and the next play was incomplete pass. They had to punt the ball and that started the Tom Brady comeback, the record comeback, I should say. And you know, there was a lot of backlash for Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram tweeted out that he was sick about it. Um, And then Dennis Allen came out saying that Mark Ingram was hurt. And that's the reason why he ended up going out of bounds. I don't know what to think. Whatever you do think, Tom Brady has now broken the record for the most comeback wins ever, passing Peyton Manning. Um, but that's what he does. It's what he does. You can't give him that kind of time and the ball and and the chance. It's just that you just can't do it. But Tampa Bay pulls it off. They ended up winning that game. And they're on a roll. I mean, not like they're on a roll, but they're just on that pace now of they're going to be there. <laughs> you know, that's that's what it comes down to. They're, they really don't have a hard schedule to end the season. And it's just going to put them on that kind of, you know, that pace of play and that confidence that you don't want Tom Brady to have going into the playoffs with a home game. Um, You know, it's just, it, it's crazy to think because you go into this season and you think, all right, Rams are going to be, you know, a team to look at The Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be a team to look at. The Green Bay Packers are always a team to look at because of Aaron Rodgers. And everything has really changed since the beginning of the season because Tampa Bay ended up starting horribly. Uh, San Francisco loses Trey Lance, then ends up losing, and then gets Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, to really take over and, you know, put them back on the map. Well, I, I mean... Put them back as a team. At like everybody's worried about. Uh, Green Bay sucks. It, it's crazy. It's it, it's crazy because you can never guess what's gonna happen in the NFL. But it was a huge day for a team that didn't even play, which is crazy to think about. But the Buffalo Bills they played on uh, they played on Thursday against New England pulled out the the dub in that game. But it was a big game for them, mainly because the Jets lost, the Chiefs lost, and the Dolphins lost. I mean, it couldn't have gotten better than that. And you beat New England, too. So not only did you beat New England in a division game, but all the rest of the division teams also lost. Therefore, putting them in a good position in the division, first off, then you have a team that you're fighting for for the number one seed lose as well. It couldn't have gotten better for the Buffalo Bills. Now, in terms of the Jets, they lose to Minnesota. Mike White, I mean, I don't want to say struggled. He played okay. But to, to be totally honest with you... And I think he threw the ball like 57 times. And that only kind of... That, that kind of brings up something to me, at least. Because I looked back at Zach Wilson this year. And I've seen his level of play. Um, I think he will be a decent quarterback. Um, I think he would have been a great... A better quarterback if he was on a different team. But in terms of you know, this this year, okay, I looked at Zach Wilson's, you know, stats for this season. Four touchdowns, five interceptions. Um But also I was just looking at the games. And I noticed the most that they let him throw was forty one times. In like a 20-point loss to New England. But other than that, I think there was one thirty-six attempt game. And then all the rest were between 27 and 21. I honestly think right now... The Jets don't trust Zach Wilson. Because, listen, you can have a quarterback... That is wild. And I think Zach Wilson is wild. But in terms of wild, you have like that gunslinger mentality that, yes, you have so much confidence in yourself that you believe you're going to make that throw, even though not many quarterbacks can make that throw. That's that gunslinger mentality. I think. The Jets don't trust Zach Wilson enough because he is wild. But it's not even in confidence. Like, he just makes dumb plays. Like, it's not even like, oh, I think I can make that throw. It's just no one will be able to make that throw. Like, why did you throw that? And that's what I've noticed with Zach Wilson. So, to me... I think the Jets are in that spot where they have a playoff spot and they don't want to lose it because of wild, horrible play from their quarterback. And that's what I think, the fact that they they trust Mike White enough to throw the ball 57 times against a good team in Minnesota. Minnesota's a good team. Not a great team, but they're a good team. So, Mike White threw the ball 57 times. And they only lost by, I think it was 5. I think it was 27-22. Yeah, 27-22. So, that's my feeling on Zach Wilson and the Jets. And I think they're going to ride Mike White for the time being. Again, I I was still very... Like, very... I don't want to say skeptical. But I was wondering, I was curious... Why... They skipped over Joe Flacco. And I said this the last... You know, the last show that we had. But I honestly think that the Jets and... Um, Sala really... Trust Mike White. And you can tell... The players really do like Mike White. I mean... Half of the team was walking onto the plane wearing Mike effing White on their shirt. Now to me, I like that's crazy if you're Zach Wilson. Okay, hey, you know, I'm supposed to be the franchise quarterback. I got benched because of bad play. And all the rest of my teammates are rocking my backups. T-shirt I don't know I don't know how I would feel About that But it's interesting It is interesting Um Also with the Chiefs So this is another You know game that the Bills loved Watching The Chiefs Okay now I watched all of this game Um and you know what it's it's that you you look at it Mahomes has that Tom Brady-esque feel, like feel like no matter what you think he's going to pull it out Joe Burrow and the Bengals are the only team that Mahomes hasn't beat. He's 0 and 3 against Burrow. And I thought it was interesting. They brought it up during the game and basically all game. The Cincinnati Bengals would rush three guys and drop back eight. And it gave Mahomes fits. And even they did it in the playoffs as well. And they would spy Mahomes. And it works. Now, uh, mind you, listen, having uh, Sam Hubbard and um, Trey Hendrickson as your defensive ends, sending those two and another guy, they were getting home. They were getting home. So the fact that you're still getting pressure sending three, yet you're still having eight guys in coverage. I mean... I would understand it more now, but it worked in the playoffs. And the reason why I would understand it now is because, all right, he doesn't have any wide receivers other than Travis Kelsey that's that's really going to get themselves open. I mean, you really think about it. Juju, he's not that um, separation-type wide receiver. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a deep threat. But he's more one-on-one kind of guy. Travis Kelsey was getting doubled the whole game. That, I mean, almost, I I believe it was the whole first half, he didn't have a catch. And the way they got him going was, like, off of a screen. And the guy got 14 yards. I I mean, that's just, that's what you expect out of Travis Kelsey. But it's just, right now, I understand it because nobody fears their wide receivers. But they also did it last year in the playoffs when the Chiefs had Tyreek. So it's interesting. It, you know, it, it's interesting that it's like something like that is giving a quarterback as great as Mahomes is giving him fits. Because usually, like when you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady's a guy that the thing that gives him fits is. Pressure. Pressure in his face. That's what gives Tom Brady fits. And the fact that not sending pressure but putting more people in coverage is giving a quarterback as Mahomes fits, as the way it is, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And Cincinnati, and I'm surprised that not a lot of other teams are doing it against the Chiefs. It's, it's remarkable. But I, you know, listen. You can only do so much to to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They're gonna figure it out. Uh, and I was talking about the Eagles. They finally made it into my top, the the top spot in my power rankings. They destroy the Titans. Um and. It's hard. It's hard for me to, I don't know. I. It, you know what it is? It's like I look at it and I know what type of quarterback Jalen Hurts is. He's not great. He's having a good season. I think the, the team that he has around him right now is making him look better. Um, I, I also think the Titans are Frauds And I said this because you look At a team like the Titans You look at a team like The San Francisco 49ers Both teams Had very good defenses last year They were a team That You looked at them and they were like alright They're going to run the ball They're going to play defense And they're not going to score a lot But their defense is going to be good enough and their run game is going to be good enough to hold possession, to keep the other team off the field, and to stop the team from scoring. That was the Titans. That was the San Francisco 49ers. And you were not scared of their quarterbacks. No one's scared of Ryan Tannehill. No one's scared of Jimmy Garoppolo. And... like their defense isn't as good anymore in Tennessee. So you're really they're they're really focusing on Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry is not having, you know, the huge games like we're accustomed to seeing. Um and again, no one's scared of Ryan Tannehill. So teams are scoring big on them. And they can't do anything about it. They're not a team that is gonna turn around and score forty on you. It's just not gonna happen. I mean, if we really, I I would love to to try to get um, some stats here, team stats. Let's go Tennessee. They're 7-5 this year. So, if we're looking at statistics, team stats, they're averaging 18.3 points per game. They're 26th in the league. You know, their defense is still pretty good. They're only averaging 20 points against. So, it's just, I mean, look at it. Passing yards. They're 30th in the league. This is not a team that is going to blow the brakes off of a team. It's just not going to happen. I mean, in their wins, 24 points, 24 points, 21 points, 19 points, 17 points, 17 points, 27 points. The games that they lost, 20 points, 7 22 17 17 10 10 I mean it's that's just that's just what's going to happen with Tennessee. They play a good team. So it it's I don't know. I just feel as though Tennessee are you know, they're frauds. So do I really look at this game for the Eagles and say wow, 35 to 10? They played. They played awesome. There's, yeah, they played good. But that was, that was a game that they should have played good in. That was a game that they should put thirty five points on. If we're gonna talk about the Philadelphia Eagles as the top team in the league, the best team in the league, the number one team in power rankings, the Tennessee Titans are a team that they should be killing. That's that's how it's supposed to be if you're the number one team. So am I sitting here and saying, the Philadelphia Eagles, wow, what a game, what a win. They surprised the hell out of me. They had a great game. No. I'm sitting here saying, the Eagles were supposed to do this. If everybody wants to talk about how good they are, this is this is what they're supposed to do against the Tennessee Titans. Now, a team that everybody also had so high, the Miami Dolphins. They got smacked. I mean, it started off, first play of the game, 75-yard touchdown for, for Miami, and I'm saying, all right, this is great because now people that were putting 49ers over teams that they shouldn't have I was thinking, all right, this is great because the Dolphins are going to put the 49ers and everybody that were so high on them right back in their place. Because it's like, hey, stop it. They win two games, you know, nicely. And now we're, we're ready to crown them. And after that first drive, after the first play, something changed. Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot. Purdy comes in. Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant has now become Mr. Relevant. Because now, the third string quarterback in San Francisco is now taking over the San Francisco 49ers. And, the crazy thing. Now, this is in terms of the hobby. Sports cards. His one of his autos was to 199 sold on saturday december 3rd for $22 after they beat the miami dolphins that same card to 199 went up to $860 another of that card went for 700 as well that is where timing and just pure luck comes into play when we're looking at sports cards. And this is what makes sports cards so great. I mean, how do you not sit there and say, Oh my God, I have a Brock Purdy card that I didn't even know was worth $5.00. Now I could sell it for 800 and get that money. First of all, whoever paid that kind of money for that card is out of their damn mind. But I guess you're looking... I mean, even... That was... We didn't really know Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot for about an hour or two after the game. So, I don't know if that was post- Garoppolo news or pre Garoppolo news. That's something that I'd have to look into. But yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy because I, I mean it, it kind of happened to me, I guess, with the whole belly zappy. You know, I ended up ba- you know breaking a box, uh, and I pulled a belly zappy card. I thought it was a Mac Jones. I got pumped. And I pulled it. It was belly zappy. I was like, I don't even know who the hell this kid is. Then two weeks later, he's starting for the New England Patriots and wins two games in a row. I sold this card, which prior to that, I was looking at it. it was probably about a $5 card. Ended up selling it for almost $150. That's what happens. You get lucky. You end up with a card that you had no idea who the hell the kid was. You know, and obviously there's people that, you know, will sit back and say, all right, you know, Trey Lance, yeah, this kid's going to be good. I'm, I'm going to get his cards. You know, there it's just you take the flyer on some of these guys and then there's also you get lucky, you know, whether you get into a break and you pull, say, you know, the San Francisco 49ers. And San Francisco 49ers were a team, they were a chase team. They They were. You were getting into breaks and you were hoping to pull the San Francisco 49ers mainly because of Trey Lance. And then, you know, say you get into a break and you end up getting a Brock Purdy card and you have no idea who the hell he is. You were just hoping that you got Trey Lance. Now you have that card in your house just sitting around. And then the next thing you know, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down with a broken foot and Brock Purdy's in there throwing the ball. 39 times or whatever it was and beats the dolphins who are a top five team it's crazy it's absolutely crazy uh and to me i mean the one question that i guess uh i would like to propose is are the dolphins frauds because you look at it and it's like all right you're going up against a third string quarterback and it wasn't like you know you went into halftime and you were down against San Francisco and that it's already like a tough game, you know, a a tough hill to climb because the San Francisco 49ers defense is so good and you're already down when Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt and now you have to try to come back against them and Brock Purdy just, you know, um, basically manages the game to a win. That didn't happen in this game. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in the first quarter. And I think the craziest thing about this game was just that Kyle Shanahan did not take a step back. Like, that was the crazy thing. You know, something like that happens where the quarterback gets hurt. And now you turn around and you're like, all right, now I got my backup, so now I... I know what he's capable of, but do I think he's capable of doing that in a game? Now. And that's, like, that's that was the difference. That he didn't give a shit. He was like, I'm not going away from my game plan just because my quarterback got hurt. And I don't know if that says much about Brock Purdy or says about Jimmy Garoppolo, whereas, okay, I can still do this because of who my quarterback is. Like, like basically, like, it doesn't matter Jimmy Garoppolo or Joe Schmo because whatever my game plan is, it's going to work with whoever I have. And that's what I think it is, really. Because Jimmy Garoppolo is not a great quarterback and kind of... I don't even think he's that that good. So um I thought it was interesting. I'm wondering what you guys think. Uh, are the Dolphins frauds? Because this game had me uh scratching my head. And don't get me wrong, yes, the 49ers defense is very good. They're number 1 in the league. But still. Deshaun Watson made his uh his debut. First of all, he did his time. Let's let it go. Enough. I, I mean, it's just—it's so annoying to see, you know, someone on the news or you know on Sports Center or whatever it is, NFL Network, and sit there. I, I mean, I watched, um, what's her name? Ponder, sit there and have this whole like monologue about. Uh, no one cares anymore. The guy's playing. He did his time. He did an 11-game suspension. That's it. Let it go. Whether you think he should be in the NFL or not, it t- like, he's playing. Give it up. In his debut, there was a lot of rust. I mean, the guy hasn't played in 700 days or whatever it was. The defense was the difference. Defense played really well. They got them the win. Deshaun Watson did not. I, I was watching the game, and I was just noticing a lot of uh, timing issues, which obviously that's with time off. You're going to see that. Uh, and also throwing the ball at guys' feet. feet, Guys' foot. Feet. Yeah, feet. Feets. Uh, you know, throwing at the guys' feet. I, I just... I thought that was odd, but <clears throat> I think you'll start to see the the transition to, to being Deshaun Watson. I mean, he showed signs of, you know, what we not only expect, but what we, we've seen from Deshaun Watson prior, you know, because the guy was all about, you know, being a magician, you know, like in the pocket, making moves and... You know, breaking tackles and whatnot. We saw that. We saw glimpses of that. Um. So I, I mean, listen, it's it's good for the Browns. I think you know once because I, I like also. Jacoby Brissett was playing well. He was so. Obviously, you're not gonna you're not gonna start Brissett over Deshaun Watson because of what you've given up for Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, but. Um, but, yeah, so the the Cleveland Browns win that game in his debut. Tell me how the Giants actually lost by tying the Washington Commanders. Now, you may say, hey, that's a tie, so it really shouldn't matter. But it does for the Giants because the Giants were 0 2 In the division prior to this game. The Washington commanders because of the win over the Eagles were 1-2. Therefore, them tying puts Washington still ahead of the Giants. The Giants still have two games against the Eagles. And still have one more game against Washington. Now Washington has a bye. And then plays the Giants again. So it's going to be interesting to see. But it was kind of a loss for the Giants to tie the Washington Commanders. I can see the Giants finishing last in this division. Yet they still may even... Make the playoffs because right as of right now, it looks like all the teams in the NFC East are going to make the playoffs, which is crazy. But, yeah, the division record is what is going to uh, to give the Giants an issue uh, in terms of tiebreakers. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to talk about this last week, you know, mainly because of watching um, the Lions And I just, I look at this team and I honestly believe that this team could be a powerhouse with the weapons that they have. DeAndre Swift, a very, very good running back. Jamal Williams, also a very, very good running back. Amon Ross St. Brown, very, very good wide receiver. They had TJ Hawkinson, which is. I'm very surprised that they made that trade. But this is a team that's putting up a lot of points. And I think their defense could make plays. Like, their defense isn't great, but I think that their defense will make enough plays. Or, you know, if they just add, you know, some decent players here and there to that defense, this, like, and honestly, to me, they would become a powerhouse if they get a new quarterback, which is crazy because they're averaging, uh, I mean, to me, they have to be averaging close to 25 points a game with Jared Goff, which is, wow. Um, they're 26.3 points, uh, points four. That, that's six in the NFL. Their issue is they're 32nd in points against, giving up 27 points a game. This team, I think, can be a very, very good team. And a team that, I mean, if you really look at it, can fight Minnesota for that number one seed if they get a little bit better on defense. You know, you already see, like, look at Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson, uh, blah, blah, blah. Aiden Hutchinson has been a beast this season, and that was the reason why he was taken number two in the draft. But still, I mean, it's this team could be ver- really good, and I, 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 basically everybody that I talk to, like, is like, I really, really like Dan Campbell. I, I, I've really liked Dan Campbell for a while. I, I mean, even when he played for the Cowboys you know he just had that that mentality that you know that tough mentality that you know gritty type of uh, it's like perfect for a coach and you know you watch hard knocks and you just see what he brings to that team um he just adds that grit and he the the team kind of follows that um and then you have a team like the chargers where they have all the talent. And they just don't show it. Or they show signs of it, like give you a little tease. And then it's like, ah, you know what? We suck again. Ha. You know, It's it's crazy to me. And I watched um, Sam Acho. And I'm not a big fan of his. Uh, I, I think he, he tries to say outrageous things. And it's clickbait type stuff just, you know, for the publicity. But he said that Justin Herbert is a social media quarterback. And at the time that I saw it, I was like, this guy's an idiot. Like, but then I really started to think about it. You know what? He may be right. I mean, really, how many times do we see them on national television? Not much Now don't get me wrong I really like Justin Herbert I think Justin Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks in the league And I think he just has to be more consistent He has the The ability to be a top quarterback If not the best quarterback in the league That that I will say Um, But I think I think he was onto something Saying that Because I'm like alright that's that's a stupid way of putting it like he's a, actually a really good quarterback but then you watch some of the games and you're like all right like you got to make that throw like what what are you what are you looking at like why well, like and then there's throws that you're like wow let me post that video like like this guy is unbelievable and that's what i think think he meant by Justin Herbert being a social media quarterback he's a guy that you know makes a couple of throws a game where it's like wow this is unbelievable and people talk about him and that's all they see of Justin Herbert they don't see the bad so they think that this guy is unbelievable but yet they're losing they're losing to the raiders they're you know they're they're losing games that they shouldn't be losing like this was a team that we're like all right They're gonna take that step That next step You add Khalil Mack You add J.C. Jackson You add like But then J.C. Jackson's out for the season Uh, Joey Bosa gets hurt The defense is not playing even nearly What we thought they were gonna play And then you look at the standings And you're like Kansas City's there Kansas City never changed Tyree killed No Tyree killed Doesn't matter it's it's just it's frustrating I guess and I'm not a Chargers fan I just I really like Justin Herbert and I, I want him to see like, I want to watch him do well because I think he can I think he is a, a very good quarterback but it's just so frustrating because you look at it and it's like it's like Phillip Rivers all over again and don't get me wrong I believe Justin Herbert is better than Philip Rivers. I think he could be better. But Phillip Rivers was a very good quarterback. Just, they couldn't do anything. And they had very, very good teams. It's frustrating. It really is frustrating. Um, but before we get out of here, I just wanted to bring up one of the, um, the releases this week. On Friday, actually, it dropped... Um, 2022 uh, Panini Absolute Football. We also had Panini uh, Flawless Collegiate, which I've been watching in breaks, and it's like it looks like a really cool box to break. I just I'm not willing to spend seventeen hundred dollars on a box. But in terms of Absolute, Absolute has been uh, a very good product lately. uh, The last couple of years. They added the short print kaboom. Oh my god. Aaron Aaron Judge just signed with the Giants. Ah wow. Whatever, it's not about football, so um absolute. Alright, so now you had the short print kaboom. Ended up taking off like that. Like everybody loves it. And it's a huge, it's a huge card. Um, So they came out with it this year. uh, And it opened at, like it came out on Friday, opened at 400. Because of the demand now, it is now up to four, 520. Now, if you look at other products of Panini Absolute, 2021 going for $1,000. 2018 or 2020 $1300 2019 it was at 900 is now on sale for 600 2018 1100 so 2018 Josh Allen rookie um 2021 obviously all the quarterbacks Trevor Lawrence all that 2020 You have Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. So you understand it a little bit. Um, So 2022 started out at 400. It's now at 520. And I have a box of it, or I will be getting a box of it on Thursday. And I will break it. I will put up the video. Hopefully I get a kaboom. Um, But, yeah, that... uh, Basically, that's gonna do it. I and before I before I do get out of here, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a very, very good quarterback. And I wanted to talk about this last week because that was the game that they ended up coming out uh coming up they, they ended up beating the Ravens. Um and he looked fantastic. Inconsistent this team, but I, I mean that's just personnel. Uh Trevor Lawrence is going to be a very, very good quarterback. I I mean, one of the best, and that's the reason why his card values up. That's the reason why he was taken number one in the draft. That's what you expect from Trevor Lawrence. That's what you expect from the number one, uh, you know, draft pick. And the hobby, they're not wrong. It's not wrong. That's why his card value is so high. But that will do it. Um. Odell, it seems as though the Cowboys are looking at that as um, it doesn't look like he'll be able to play this year, or at least till mid January. Um, so basically, if you're signing Odell, it'd be for next year. So uh, there's a concern there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm sure we'll have an idea, or at least we'll know the news. Um, before uh before the next show next week but that will do it i'm jerry be, breezy. be breezy. And it is all over. you've been listening to running up the score we run up the score on sports radio